everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Safe Space. Um, I'm very excited that we're here and reconvening with each other. How was everybody's week? It was good. Good. Anything exciting happen? Not really. Not really? Never very excited. <laughs> got the energy. I feel it. Today was exciting. Why? What happened? It's a Friday. Well, Fridays are always exciting. I find Fridays always exciting. Yeah, I finally get to sleep. You're going to sleep in for a solid two days? Yeah. Because I was like, yes. I wish I could do it. Um, I find it exciting because I think last time that Daniel was in the podcast, he asked me, did anyone see Encanto? Now I can finally tell him that I saw Encanto. What? Speak! Speak, child. <laughs> what? Okay, did anyone see Encanto? Yep, I saw it over the weekend. Oh I saw it over the weekend. I saw it. I saw it. I saw it. Okay, so I'm very excited because when Sam was like, did anyone see Encanto? And I was like, no, I haven't. Now I have. So, like, um, um, what is your thought of um, Encanto? So, like, so did anybody notice anything about any themes that they saw about Encanto? Let's talk about other stuff. And, and yeah, uh, because any Pixar thing, film always has like some themes. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't give you nothing. I didn't watch it. Oh my the god! I'm gonna watch it. Friday, I'm gonna bring in my Disney Plus, and we're gonna watch it. The whole thing is pretty much about um hope and what else? Family problems and pressure. Well, there's like a lot. Exactly. Yeah. Family conflict. So, like, we all can relate to that. Yes. And I, you know, I think a lot of their songs always like were like, we don't talk about this now. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. everyone knows that song. Yeah, especially with um Louisa's song about um under the surface thing. Yes. So relatable to like everybody's um everyday life. Oh my god. Everybody struggles with something. Yes. Exactly. Um, thought that what else can I do from well yes Yes, everybody um I don't know if that's true. But uh, I've heard that Disney expected that Isabella's song was going to be a much better hit from everybody else's song because, like, Isabella pretty much the um, is created to like Chief's perspective, you know. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, you, you know, perfect girl and everything. <clears throat> But unexpectedly, Louise's song did really well. Yes, yeah. I love her. She's also one of my favorite characters. I really did love Encanto. I didn't think I was gonna love Encanto as much as I did because it was like very. It was a quick movie, but I really did love Encanto because I think we can all relate to like family obligations and that we have. Um, Mara just logged in twice. No one can see my screen, but that just kind of threw me off. Um. So let's talk about, let's talk about Bruno. Um, but let's talk about like family obligations because that was the main theme of the movie is like we all have those family obligations. Um, 
and how sometimes that can like wear us down and it affects our relationships with like our mom or dad or aunts or uncles or friends you know I think we can relate to that in some aspect I think that was something that the movie highlighted you know I think it highlighted it very well because you you know uh Marybelle she you know the whole movie was about this girl she's supposed to get this gift she never gets the gift and everybody in the family has a gift and she couldn't uphold that family obligation so she felt like an outcast and I'm sure we all felt that at one point within our own family you know you know I think we, we can we can talk about that and about how not being able to get to that obligation or that standard our family holds for ourselves and that affects our relationships around us so i don't know well i could share yeah go ahead definitely for me like i, I currently live like with my grandma and everything yeah like almost everyone can speak creole and i can't really speak creole properly so i really can't communicate with them and like i have two uncles there and one mm-hmm. of my uncles speaks creole so we don't really communicate or anything i don't communicate with the other person i believe in because like they speak creole so it's like it's really hard to like tell what they're saying and i'm like sometimes i will understand but other times it's like how do i reply right so that must isolate you in some aspect it's like how do i relate to my family when i can't communicate with them so thank you for sharing that uh, what about, does anybody else want to share about some family obligation? Or, last week was rough. Um, anybody else have something they want to share? Well, I live um, in a business type of family. Okay. Like, business like just runs into the family. And then we have like this um, level of education that like every people in my family are like smart ones so like they expect me to like um be um have like straight a's and everything at school okay but like and then i just feel like um i'm not part of the family since like i'm i'm basically not that smart which like i know i am but like it still hurts right so that's and that's gonna be hard for you is how do you fit in that role i try to like work hard enough overworking yeah which is most of the time like not good for me at all right so, so like i'm trying to make them understand my feelings but like i don't know how right yeah, and also like for me, I'm the smart one in my family. Like, let me go backwards. No, when I'm like, when I'm considered, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I don't. No, but no, but what happens? It is. There's. I know what you're going with this yeah. because sometimes when you are the more intelligent one in your family, yeah, they like parents expect a lot. Like, they really. They really expect a lot from me and then from my like sibling standpoint they're always like every time they get into a situation they always try to bring me up to the situation which is like really annoying because i have nothing to do i, I just 
just want to chill. I just want to relax. And then somehow I get brought up into the situation because they talk about well, I'm the smartest one on the group and I never do this and I do that, which is which is not really true because sometimes yeah I do bad things. Uh, and then it's just like they think I'm always they be saying I'm this good kid. I'll always do this. I always have to do what I have to do sometimes. But no, I have emotions. I get mad at points. And when they see me get mad at those points, they're, they're surprised. And when I, and when they're surprised, they just they just try to like when it comes to like my parents and when they just try to gang up on me. It's like what do I do at that point? Because like even like it's just a vice versa situation. I feel like both ways an outcome is going to happen you know exactly. you can either be the smartest one you'll still have things that will get to us one no so okay so now we have like roles of family roles you know and i think that's really important that you guys are pointing that out um Pretty much like Isabella's um, problem with her family. Right. Since she has to be the perfect girl. <clears throat> so, as I was saying, it's basically like Isabella's um, family um, issues. And yeah. she has to be the perfect girl in Encanto. Well, she really isn't. And right. when she you know she was saying, what else can I do? You saw her. Right. Herself, and it was like a messy girl, you know, doing everything and all that. And it pretty much shows yeah. uh, my perspective of my family. My family. No, and that's, you know, and that's great that you found a way to relate and how you watch this character work through those issues. But, you know, and I loved, that's what I really enjoyed about the movie. It was that fact that you watch how family's obligations and family rules impact you as a person and then how it impacts us just, and just in general, just how it impacts us, you know? And I think it really highlighted it really beautifully. Um, and I want to thank you guys, both of you guys, for sharing that. Because it's, you know, it's it's hard putting yourself out there. So you know, I, I'm very proud of you guys. So thank you. So we're going to talk about this week. We're going to talk about universal healthcare and healthcare because that's a constantly a argument. Is it our right? Is it our right to healthcare? So I'm. I'm going to open that conversation up to you guys. We just lost now. Um, so, what do you guys know about healthcare? The thing, what I know about healthcare that is like people get it from like when like they're working in like like they take it off taxes or like mm -hmm. so they make sure that you get proper discounts or like medicines, any like health issues that you would obtain in your because you know as you get older yeah. you get more health issues that need to be treated. Yeah. So I'm gonna give you guys the favorite oh go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say that um healthcare isn't pretty much bound to physical healthcare like injuries and stuff. There is still that um 
mental health care that you um, need. And the thing is that there are not much people that can help you with mental health care than there is for physical ones. Right. True. And you, um, you know, and that's something to point out. So, uh, so I'm going to read your favorite part of the podcast, which is statistics. I know you guys love when I read statistics. So, 27.5 million people in the United States, which is 8.5% of the U.S. population, do not have health insurance. Among the 95 who do have health insurance, 67.3% have private insurance, while 34.4% have government-provided coverage through programs such as Medicaid and Medicare. Employer-based health insurance is the most common type of coverage, applying to 55.1% of the U.S. population. The United States is the only nation among the 37 organized for economy cooperation in developing nations that does not have universal health care in either practice by practice or by constitutional right. Proponents of the rights to health care say that no one in the no one in one of the most richest nations of the earth should go without health care. They argue that the right to health care would stop with medical bankruptcies, improve public health care reduce overall health care spending, help small businesses, and that health care should be an essential government service. Now, opponents argue that the right to health care amounts to socialism and should be the individual's responsibility, not the government's role, to the secure the health care. They say the government provision of the health care would decrease the quality and the availability of health care and would lead to a larger government debt and debt. What do you guys think? That was long. Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah, it was pretty long. I know. I prepared that all for you. No, just kidding. No, I just read this off the website. This is from Britannia, cocon.org. Just so I'm citing my references. I'm surprised that the United States doesn't give out to everyone because. Like, it's essential for everyone to get health care, and that, like, without it, like, people can really suffer from a lot of things. So, it's really surprising that I feel like the government should take it as though that everyone should just receive it, and that, um, just doesn't, for me, it just doesn't make sense. So, you believe that, that you got the right to health insurance. It should be better. Yeah, because they think of us as an investment anyway. Like when it comes to like, let's say when people are working, they take taxes out. The more you, the more you get, the more money you make, the more they're gonna take out. Right. And like they think of us as an investment anyway, so they should at least like things that we need in order to survive pay for. Okay. All right. Does anybody want to? Does anybody not believe that? Okay, we, we have an agreement. Okay. So my first thing that I have is, let's see. So according to some people, they believe that the right to 
Are you reading the counter argument? Yeah, I'm reading your counter argument. I, I, I heard it said um that should be everybody else should pay for themselves. And I'm like, all right. So this is what it says: the right to health care will increase the U.S. debt and deficit. Yeah, spending on Medicare and Medicaid and children's health insurance program, all government programs that provide the right to health care for certain segments of population, total less than 10 percent of the federal budget in 1985. But in 2012, these programs took up 20 percent of the federal budget and predicted to reach 30 percent of the federal funding by 2028. According to the U.S. former Budget Committee Chairman Paul Ryan, um, government health care programs drive the explosive growth in our spending and our, and our debt. Research from the George Mason University concludes that program government funded healthcare should care to to all could increase federal spending by thirty two point six trillion over the first ten years of inflammation. The committee for all responsible federal budget calculates that universal healthcare coverage would result in an additional nineteen trillion of federal debt, causing the debt to rise from seventy percent. Um, okay, so honestly, I don't know how something so vital and important to the American, like to the typical American's life would have a chance of putting the country into debt because let's think about this. Isn't, um, isn't a majority of the nation's money spent on the military? Yep. So how does that make sense? So you're talking about taking some of that budget and redirecting it. Yeah, yeah, we should redirect it because. Mm -hmm, absolutely. From us anyway, from a lot of people anyway. So. Okay. So like the percentages when I when I first took financial literacy class on and I saw that military groups like they invest more money into that and everything. I was surprised because I thought it would have been more on like schooling all this stuff, but. Okay. So, um, so a lot of this argument comes down to money, right? Healthcare, money. Do you, you know, we're the only nation that doesn't have it. Do you know that California's trying to turn to universal healthcare and everybody's like, oh no, socialism. What are your thoughts on that? So California is actually trying to push for universal health care. So do you guys know what it means for universal health care? Do you know what that means? No. One day, as I will receive medical help for it's for everyone. Yeah, like like government would need outside America people's health care, and that. So what it means universal health care it. Let, let me get the, the actual, what does universal, let's look it up. Okay. Let's, I'm not gonna. So you, because I, I don't wanna give you guys, you know, offhand definition. Universal coverage means that all people have access to healthcare services they need when and where they need them without financial, financial hardship. This includes full range of essential health services from promotion to prevention, treatment, rehabilitation, and palliative care. 
so this means that people can go to the doctors when they want, they get vision, they get general health care, they can go to the hospital, they can get all of this. Taxes are high as it is. Okay. So what do we do about it? Because I heard if you get into an ambulance car and like they take you to the hospital, you already have to pay a bill for that. Yeah. Which is crazy. Depends if your health insurance covers it. to make a quick statement. Go ahead. Okay, so we know that um, at this point, now that I know what universal health care is, I'm all for it, but um, I feel like there should be a there should be a middle ground and it should be something between um, organization and um, <clears throat> that kind of liberty that universal health care has to offer. I mean, I'm sure you can go to the doctor when doctor whenever you like, but um, like say for example, you come to the doctor at a random time um, during the. Actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, <clears throat> you know what? Never mind. I just thought of something that just came into my head, and I'm like, okay, they do that already. Never mind. So okay, so this is what I'm gonna read out. The right to health care could make medical services affordable to everyone. According to the Gallup poll, paying for health care is the biggest financial problem for the U.S. household. A 2018 survey published by Beggars Healthcare found that 22% of Americans 
Americans found paying their deductible was very difficult or impossible, and 64% reported that they delayed or did not seek medical care due to cost. The cost of the U.S. family health care premiums increased, which is what people don't realize, is that your premium increases every year. 80% uh, in the U United States between 2003 and 2013. The cost of health care insurance premiums for people who do not get coverage through work increased between 105% between 2013 and 2017. Now, the argument to this, providing the right to health care could raise taxes. Yes. The European countries with the universal right to health care, the cost of coverage pays through the higher taxes. In the United Kingdom and other European countries, the payroll taxes come average 37%, much higher than the 15.3% percent payroll tax paid by the average U.S. worker. According to Paul Gregory, the Ph. Research Fellow at the Hoover Institute, financing universal right to health care in the United States would increase payroll taxes to double. So that's of both sides. So now you guys have to decide what's the lesser of the two evils. Do you want to be in debt? I'm not in debt. No. Not in debt. Like, <laughs> not in debt. Okay, so being in debt is awful. So my friend went to the knee doctor and came back with a seven hundred fifty dollars bill. What? No way. Okay. Because her insurance didn't cover everything. Okay, we need universal. Yikes. Okay. So. You know, because apparently they didn't cover x-rays when she got an x-ray. Okay. So, I was coming up the stairs. Yeah. And I, I said you straight and I hurt my knees and like every time I got like, a pain in my knees and it was swollen. Yeah. So, my mom went to the doctor to and they did a that bill was too much right so this is a problem that people face is that people avoid going to the doctors because of the bill people are avoiding diseases you know people who I mean, I have, I had friends, their son had leukemia. So we decided to go find for them because not all the bills cover. And I'm not saying this because am I pro universal health care? You know, I, but you know, because when that taxes go up, that's the case for your education. These, these European countries also get free college. What's up? Uh, thinking about it, I think you know, I will go for universal healthcare. Because <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just think like <laughs> death, they will come whatever way. Death, it's not going to be avoided. It's going to be avoided. Right. Then, right. And it's, you know, <laughs> do you rather be healthy while you're in debt or not healthy while you're in debt? I'd rather be healthy in debt. So, you know, so the other fear is now it's socialism. 
what the thing is. So does anybody know what socialism is? Yeah, it's like a communist. Yeah. Like, look it up. Somebody look it up. I mean, I'll look it up there. Does socialism? So there's different types of socialism. Look up the socialism of the communists. Bernie Sanders. So I'm gonna put it in front of Michael Harkins here. I want him to look at because it's between socialism and communism.
never to point out. Everything has its benefits, but everything also has its consequences. So let's look it up about. Um, well, can you look up the difference between social and. Let's look that up, yeah. Capitalism. Well, this is what we have. Yes, it's capitalism. No, by the government. Community. You're asking about so communism, right? The means of ownership, of ownership of assets. Um, ownership of assets in a capitalist is the production owned by a private individual. In a socialist, means of production owned by government and cooperatives. Income equality is determined by the market forces. And in socialism, income equality is distributed according to its needs. Consumer prices is determined in a capitalist, it is determined by supply and demand. In a socialism, it's, it's, it's determined by the government. Um, healthcare is determined by a private sector. In socialism, it's healthcare is provided by free and subsidized by the government. So the private sector, my friends, this obvious that thing that makes the rain, people that make decisions, taxation, limited. Taxes based on individual income. Who are we talking about? No, that's in, in capitalism. Taxation, limited taxes based on individual income. Yeah, higher income, less taxes. In a socialism, high taxes necessary to pay for public services. So. So it's good to know the difference. That's why I encourage all of you guys to always look. You know, every time you guys come into this podcast, I encourage you guys to always do your research. Know your facts. And then if I'm wrong, correct me. I might not necessarily know what I'm talking about. You know, that's why I love when you do these topics. Uh, whose voice is too low, Nara? Nara, whose voice is too low? The mine? Yeah. Oh, then I must be louder. Um, okay, so what are our thoughts? Let's kind of wrap up this because we're actually ending for a new year. So let's wrap this topic up. What is our thoughts about universal health care? Now think of our my question is now, now we know kind of what universal health care is. Now think about our own current health care. What are your thoughts? Well, it's more of a business rather than like actually helping people. You know, doctors want to make money and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's technically an investment. It's really hard because so, of like, oh, my bad. Did I oh. miss one? Yes, you did. Go ahead. Continue. <laughs> No, I was going to say, like, 
doctors like try to do their best to get as much money as they can so and the more money they get the more disadvantageous it is for the the people you know they they don't really like it's not really a oh give everybody um free health care it's more of whoever has more money gets the first health care and if you don't if you don't have enough money you don't get it's whatever comes your way that comes your way so yeah Anybody else? Isn't that when it comes to like universal health care? It's really tricky because it's like there's a lot of benefits and a lot of downsides. Yeah. It's really hard to be like, oh, do I want universal health care? Is it, yeah, I don't have to pay for any health issue or anything. I can focus on things just like say I I'm an adult. I'm not an adult yet, so I don't really pay anything right now. But, but still, think about when you get into the workforce. Yeah, once I get into the workforce. Or paying for taxes, paying for when I want to get a car, when I want to own my own house, and all so So it's really tricky thinking about whether universal health care would be beneficial to us or would it really be. Yeah. And you know, that's and that's why I always want you guys to be research. You know? That's why this topic is so important to you guys because you know what? You don't know where you're gonna end up. Also, I, isn't it like the more money you make, the more taxes you have to pay, and the less? Depends where you're. At. Does that work? Depends where you're at. Depends where you live. Depends where you're located. So can't you just make more money, like on the Because side? like some states, you don't pay that many taxes. Depends where you're at. Yeah. And depends where your income bracket. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, some people pay. don't pay. Like, some wealthy people don't pay that much. Or some wealthy people do pay a lot. Some middle class people pay a lot of money. So, it's kind of, so yeah. you need to look into it. I can't speak to it because I don't know all the facts. So I don't want to speak with you. Locations pays a huge uh, pay, pays a huge role into it. Because, like, if you live in, I think it's Delaware, you pay not that much tax. You pay a low amount of tax. But if you pay, uh, I don't know, in like California, you pay a ridiculous amount of taxes. So again, it comes down to know your research, know where you're going. You know, know some places, if you move out of state, you need to pay an exit fee. I got it. So where's the freedom at? Like so that's what I'm what? saying. Know your research. And that's what I encourage you guys every single week. Learn. Because you know, and I only know that because my parents want to move out of state and they have to pay uh an exit tax. So how much? I have no idea. I could ask them. I'll ask them and then I'll let you know. Honestly, I feel like um, you <clears throat> like um, health insurance or healthcare in general. It's just something you have to be have to be careful and you have to be really intelligent about it. Because as of right now, we all know healthcare, health insurance, all that stuff. It's quite expensive. And you know what? I feel like here's what. <clears throat> 
here's what the officials have to do. I feel like they have to make, um, I think they have to change to um, like prices that can be um, expensive, but affordable because um, I mean, I remember we do have a president. I mean, we did have a president that fought really hard for affordable health care. You know who I am. You know who I mean. Yeah, yeah,